Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to another episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I have an exciting episode in store for you all today. Not only am I welcoming on my very first male guest, that is an entrepreneur, an artist, and also my partner, Cole Trent. I am so honored to hold space for him while we discuss so many important topics, including relationships, conscious masturbation, and porn addiction. These topics have been really heavy on my heart and in our society, and I'm just so grateful to share a conscious space where both Cole and I can speak our truths on the subject. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart for being here, and I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Before I start this episode, I'd like to announce that Plant Lady Podcast is now a proud partner with Ioba Toys. Ioba Toys was born of the desire to empower females and those with a vagina by helping to destigmatize both masturbation and the topic of sex in general. Not only do they want to be an innovative sex toy company, but also one that helps change the industry for the better. Speaking of, their famous Oh My G G-Spot vibrator is next level. Not only is it a unique massaging pearl design that hits your G-Spot every time, but it's noiseless and completely silent, ladies. Yes, completely silent. You can now use code PLANTLADY for 30% off of your purchase at iobatoys.com. That's PLANTLADY, P-L-A-N-T-L-A-D-Y, for 30% off of your purchase at iobatoys.com. Or you can head to the description part of this podcast and click the link to purchase yours. And without further ado or any more interruptions, we'll get into the episode. Enjoy! All right. Hello, guys. I am really excited to have my partner, Cole, here with me today. What is up? To have um, him talk about just like relationship stuff and really just talk about all of the things around relationships and conscious masturbation, finding self-love for ourselves through a partnership or um, through just the reflection of others, really. Very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, very excited to talk about these topics. They're very important. So yeah, this is actually my first time having an in-person guest on a podcast. I usually record things over Zoom and over like video chat and stuff. So having my partner here present with me is really cool to be able to like actually have a conversation. So um, the first thing that we're going to get into is just how to navigate the ebbs and flows in a relationship. You know, we're always changing as individuals and how we can really hold space for one another to grow and make space for that. Yeah, over the past years of us being in our relationship, I mean, wow, growth is like definitely the term that I want to say matches well with us because, you know, just every day I feel like we're growing and every day we have to sit there and experience each other going through that growth and, um, allowing ourselves to adapt to it. Like you said, we have to hold that space for one another so that we can, you know, grow in at our own pace and um, be accepted and be loved through that. That's what it's about. That's what life's about. You know, if you're not growing, then what are you doing? So you should be there to motivate your partner, mm-hmm. you know, to be there by their side, rooting them on, be their biggest fan. Yeah. And also knowing when to, when the space is asking you to listen 
versus when the space is asking you to communicate like with your partner. And I feel really holding space for there's things that we both can do to be better for each other. And it's not like one person um, doing more or, and some, you know, I feel like it's always like a balance. Like there's always a way that we can show up better, not only for ourselves, but for each other every single day. And, um, learning to have patience through that practice. Cause it doesn't happen overnight. Like yeah. the things that you want your patience. partner to do, or you want them to change or clean up after themselves. Like it's right. not going to happen overnight. <laughs> yeah. Funny you say that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's that's just awesome. the ebbs and flows of it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my little pet peeve with Cole. Yeah. But I do, for the people listening, I do clean up. It's just not at her pace. So I'm a very clean person. And that's why we get the humor out of it. Because it's, again, it's, uh, it's allowing yourself to understand that you're not the same person as your partner. And that, again, yeah, you, you don't have the exact same routine and that that's okay. And um, it's, it's cool to learn how other people react. And it's really cool to be with someone and to see their growth over the years and watch them excel mm-hmm. and blossom and um, become more true to themselves so ultimately you know that that love transmutes to the partner our paths are parallel you yeah. know like we're not on the same path but like we are moving yes. up in the same direction and right. we can both grow together in different ways in different avenues and i think that's like hard for our society to grasp a hold of like i feel like in the patriarchy, you know, like the societal thing to do is to get married. And, you know, traditionally the wife would like kind of sacrifice her career path or her truth. So that way she can raise a family and have kids and like the man works and like provides, but really just like saying, screw all of that. And if that is your path then great, beautiful, if that's the path that you want, that's freaking awesome. But also like honoring that you both can have a path and you can still have a family and still do those things and still have a, you know, your own individual. Yeah. Yeah. And your own, yeah, your own route. Exactly. I mean, again, yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's sacrifice of course, but that comes with love and, you know, through that sacrifice, we're able to, you know, grow and, it is so important to have your partner chase, you know, their dreams and to not hold them back. And yeah, um, you know, the grooming of society and, you know, putting you in that mind state, like you said, um, to have the male provide and it's like, ha, slap in the face. Well, guess what, everybody, like my baby provides. (laughs) So like, that's, that's such an awesome feeling, you know, just on our travels to have, um, to have you do releases and, to watch you grow through your, what you love and to see that um, blossom into ultimately like providing what we love to do. You know, we're able to live a life now that um, we're able to work remote and chase our dreams both at the same time. Like you said, we're both, you know, um, in par- you know parallel. Mm-hmm. We're both rising in that way and, you know, doing exactly what we wanted to do, you know, and it's just, it's just so beautiful. So Yeah. And it feels good for me to be able to finally feel like I'm in this position in our relationship where I can um, provide and I can kind of give you that in return, like what you have given me so much and shown me because you've shown me so much support and um, so much stability on my way up. And now to be here and to finally be able to kind of like return the favor in a way feels really good and like humbling in my heart. And 
I love the balance of that, like knowing that we as females can also provide in times when our men are men or women, your you know partner is burnt out or in overdrive right. or just honestly needs rest and knowing when we can like step up to the plate and kind of like Hold be that, that yeah, be that yin and yang for each other. Truly, it's like always like that duality and the balance of, you know, when one of us is in the dirt, you know, the other one being able to hold space and to listen and then yeah. vice versa. So I'll be really beautiful. Do you believe that our triggers are our teachers? Yes, I would, I would wholeheartedly say yes to that because I feel that if it is triggering you, why? Like, that's my first question is like, why is it triggering you? And you know, like I'm sitting there like, okay, if this is triggering me, you know, that's, that's my um, underlying like reaction to it. I'm like, okay, I need to understand why and I need to move through this. So I feel like moving through that is, that is the growth that is you building um, so that it ultimately doesn't become a trigger. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I try to like put that in the words best I could, but yeah, I mean, you growing through that, then it makes it not a trigger. So then you don't, you wouldn't realize that it wouldn't be a trigger because you know, you grew, you, unless you grew through it. Yeah, unless Absolutely. you grew through it. So hopefully, I don't know, maybe you can put it no, in that a little bit better sense. terms. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I just think that, you know, triggers like, you know, when we were out on the on the road, we were in Encinitas and we were in the van and um, this is a van life story. <laughs> yeah. And we were in the van and we were sitting outside of a beach there and there's this guy just walking around, older gentleman, just walking around picking up trash and you know, of course, me being the sustainable person that I am, I really, you know, that caught my eye and I was very intrigued. We had seen him there for the past couple of days yeah. that we were, was stopped him and I was like, hey, thank you so much. And he was like, well, for what? And I'm like, for clean, you know, for cleaning up the beach. And he was like, oh, don't thank me. Like, this is, you know, my duty. Like, right. I, I love doing this. This is, you know, our job yeah. as human beings. And he just like, came up to the van and started asking us about the van and just like dropped all of this like wise wisdom shit on us like he he just mic dropped and he was like you know Cole and I were going through this really difficult time in our partnership living in the van adjusting to the minimalist mindset as well as adjusting to each other and being in a very small tight space with a person really allows you to get close to them and see all faces and all viewpoints of who they are so um this man his name was johnny seaside johnny seaside (laughs) (laughs) and we just thought that was the funniest thing but he was like you know if you're not triggered you're not growing if you aren't arguing odds are you aren't growing and you know when he said that we were kind of like in the midst of an argument i think before he walked up yeah i think we were in like some kind of rut of some sort and we were just like I don't know. It definitely felt like a, you know, like some kind of guru like walked upon us and said, Hey, snap out of it. Like, look what you guys are doing. Like, look at this growth. Like, look where you're at. You're living the dream. You're right where you ever wanted to be, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's can be easy, easily perceived that to be van life is this like beautiful journey. And it is a beautiful journey, you know, like the sites and destinations and the places that you go are truly beautiful, but Um, on the flip side of that is all of the hardships and all of the ups and downs and all of the mental challenges um, as well as physical challenges that it puts on your body and uh, on you as a person so to be experiencing it with someone else is really 
a clear reflection, you know, of like that sugar strips you down to the minimum and the basics. And so like, I feel when you are as a person stripped away from everything that made you comfortable and yeah, you're with your partner, like, wow, the opportunity to grow through that and for you to each, you know, understand comfortability within minimalism and within just love. Um, that's, that was just an yeah, amazing experience to grow within that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like the ups and downs, and there were so many hard times, but those hard times just brought us closer. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, whenever we got upset or got emotional, like the one thing that we were just so, you know, thrilled to have was just to be sitting there next to each other. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, it's like, whatever we have, we're here and we have each other and that's all we need, you know, the money and everything else will come. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's how we kind of got through day by day, which super grateful for us being provided for with, you know, just, you know, small business support and, you know, just people coming through and really, you know, um, helping us chase our dreams and whatnot. But yeah, just so much growth through that and, uh, and every day, just a new experience. Yeah. Lots of, lots of growth, lots of opportunities to be triggered because we were facing this new world in a pandemic mindset and so we were facing that we were a lot of veils were being lifted and um a lot of people were you know we kind of there was this huge split there was this huge divide it felt like you know like there was people who were with it or against it or you know like it was always like the flip of the coin and um it became very stressful because we just wanted to be off grid and be hippies but like we were so tied down to you know where we were able to go and we were very restricted um when it came to national parks and you know being able to be as free as we would have liked to so so much triggers and growth and um opportunity through that and our triggers truly are our tests i believe you know and if that trigger if, if you face that trigger and you're like, man, I overreacted or I made a mistake or made a decision or maybe did something that I didn't think all the way through. Well, that trigger is eventually going to resurface and it's, it's just like a circle. It's a cycle. And so that trigger is going to come back. And then the next time you're going to be faced with again, okay, can you take a deep breath and choose to respond lovingly rather than just like reacting and projecting what you're feeling onto others? Right. Ask yourself why, why am I feeling like this? yeah why hey whoa that's not that's not me like Mm -hmm. why'd that instantly change my whole intention and you know yeah aggression and everything it's like yeah and also knowing that you know there's two energies within our beings we have the fem we have the masculine side and we have the feminine side and whether you know regardless of your gender both both of those reside in your being so really knowing that um we can shift into both of those. Like we can be very nurturing and loving and lit the listener and holding space for, you know, your partner for yourself. And then also on the flip side of that, you know, having that drive and having the ambition to support and provide and be there, but there's a time and place for both of those. And right. if you're so into one of those, you know, like the, the balancing of the scales are kind of leaning exhausting yourself yeah or or feeling like you're not doing enough exhausting yourself um and to the extent of just like overworking yourself and then needing that balance of love and support but not having it because you're not there for yourself and um you know just in the past couple months bella has really you know showed me how to to have that balance because of you know us coming back home and getting back into the work mode and 
um, you know, getting some done some projects and, you know, that can be overwhelming. It can be stressful, especially when we're each doing our own small business and having to multitask all these things, family, friends that want to see us. Um, and we are just a small business, you know, it is just us behind the scenes, you know, running the whole show. So, you know, it can be a grind and that grind can get super overwhelming. So to have a partner there to help you with that balance and, you know, me as well with her at times where she's, you know, sewing away and I'm like, Hey, maybe we should just take a step. Like, let's just give it, you know, a couple of minutes. And we'll come back to it. Cause without that time, without that balance, again, yeah, you overwork yourself, exhaust yourself, and then you can't show up for yourself or your partner. And at the end of the day, that's something that you can't do in a relationship. You got to be there. You got to be present. You got to show your love and support, you know? Um, yeah. You got to have that skill equal. <laughs> yeah. And I think that we're both very ambitious people and maybe it's just kind of a product of our society or just who we are as, you know, people, we just right. are overly, mm -hmm. we're just ambitious. And so sometimes I find myself kind of getting tunnel vision, you know, like I get a project and I'm just like, Got to get it done. Got to get it done. It has to be done by the end of the day or it's not even <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Which isn't true. Yeah. But it's just like the ego steps in and kind of like puts this time limit or this time frame onto, you know, and it's all just like made up. So to have a partner who can like really just say, hey, maybe we should take a take a deep breath and, and step back. And that may not always be what you want to hear. You know, that may be triggering. That could be a trigger. Yeah. You're like, whoa, wait, why is it triggering me? Because my ego is telling me I want to get it done, but hey, I should probably listen to why it's triggering me and that I should probably take some space for myself. Yeah, but it can be challenging, especially as a small business owner um, or if you're in the works of becoming a small business owner. Um, it takes a lot of energy and time and there's so much behind the scenes. I mean, I really truly feel like you don't know what the behind the scenes like what it truly entails until you're in it and you're like wow all along like all these small businesses are grinding and it is a grind but it's most importantly a balance and without that balance I feel like you lose a lot of your just like drive and it starts to become work rather than it's your small business and it's what you love to do right you know yeah you never want to mix the two i mean you know do what you love and you know don't ever call it work right and that's mm -hmm. that's the goal so yeah the balance is key so that you don't mix those two and you never feel like you're working a day in your life and you're just doing what you love with the passion and heart that we put into your product and ultimately that shows you know in return with your customers and um, just people in the, in the support and seeing the love and passion that you put into your product without overworking yourself. Because mm -hmm. when you do overwork yourself, it shows within your brand. You can see that, oh my God, he's like spreading himself thin, like what's going on? You know, the direction of where or she, you know, he or she had been going looks like maybe they had lost sight because, you know, other things had came up and, um, and that can happen, you know, like you have so many ideas, so many visions, and that can overwhelm you. But again, you feel like you want to get them all done. You have so many, you know, beautiful ideas and you don't feel like you have enough time in the day. So you're just overwhelming yourself and exhausting yourself. And like I said, spreading yourself thin. So you're not there for what you first got in it for. And, um, and yeah, it shows, it definitely shows within you and, and your brand. Yeah. It was Russ the other day posted, don't let your ambition rob you of your present blessings, right, the blessings right. that you have right here, exactly. right now. And 
it can be, you know, it can be easy to lose sight of that on your way up. But there was a time where what we wanted is what we currently have. And we're so busy about what we want and where we want to be that we kind of lose sight of how far we've truly come. Exactly. And so, yeah, if you feel like you're in this space right now, as you're listening to this, know that it's okay to rest. It's okay to be proud of yourself also. Like, can we normalize just celebrating ourselves and yes. being, being happy, like literally right where we're at because we've made it this far. And not being too hard on yourself because we're all human. We're all growing. You know, it's definitely a broader picture than just, you know, what you're thinking like, okay, maybe I should just do this today. And if I don't do this today, then I'm going to feel horrible. Well, it's like, it's okay. Like, Take that rest today, do it tomorrow, and then add a little bit more yeah. to it. Or ask yourself, why do, would I feel horrible if I didn't get this done? Right, yeah. That's the growth That's a good right question, there. yeah, exactly. Because then you're challenging your ego. You know, you're stepping away from the ego and becoming the observer. You're saying, whoa, wait, why am I having this thought of I'm being hard on myself and getting down on myself because I'm not doing enough? Right, yeah, your ego coming into play mm-hmm. and really telling you like, hey, you need to step in to do this, but... You really don't. You really don't. And there's yeah. all the time in the world. And yeah. yeah. And there's that quote that says, whether you think that you can or you can't, you're right. So it's it's up to you. If you think you can, then great. You're going to you're gonna do you're it. Gonna but do if it. you think you can't, then you're right. great. You're right. You're <laughs> yeah. not going to do it. And yeah. that's, you know, when I work with clients or talk to, you know, people about that, that's the thing that I feel like I hear the most is that I can't do this or I can't do that. And it's really just you know, reflecting back to in my last episode with light doula, Sierra, she um, talked about how our words are spells and how powerful that is. What we're saying every single day, what we believe on an underlying subconscious level of, you know, not having enough money or always having to work more to reach this point and then I'll be happy. And then I'll be happy if I get this or I get to this point. And it's that just, mindset. Yeah, just realizing that you're absolutely right. If that's what you think is going to happen, you know. So, yeah, there's so, there's so much with um, people thinking that like, oh, for me to be, you know, for me to make it, I got to have this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that on your mind, like you said, word spell, like you are, um, you're really telling yourself to live in this fantasy that you have to meet this expectation when it's like, whoa who made that up? It's like you did. Now you're putting yourself in this like false reality of like, Oh, this is what needs to be done for me to say that like I made it. Yeah. It's like, okay, who made, uh, I'm, I'm great right now. And mm-hmm. me and Bella living out of a van, you know, yeah. sleeping at a Walmart parking lot some nights, which, you know, can be fun. Like that's an experience. And it's like, you don't, you don't experience those things unless you have lived a minimalistic lifestyle. And when you do, you're like, wow, I'm so grateful that I did. And like still do. And all those external things that like used to define you and like you thought like you could not live without, you can live without. And you yeah, realize right. that if we were like back in our true roots and our true nature, like, whoa, we wouldn't have all of these things. And of course, like we have evolved a bit and, you know, we need certain things to get by and to do our small businesses and to, and to make money. But really what came up for me when you said that was that, you know, the money is really just a benefit of doing what you love. Yep, exactly. Like it's not, oh, my number one goal is money and then it's sewing and then it's like serving the divine feminine. It's like, no, serving the divine feminine is number one. And the result of that, it became making free bleed underwear and products for females. And now the 
it equals making money because right. I'm doing ex- absolutely what my heart is calling me to do and what I love and what feels so aligned and just resonates so much. Um, but yeah, you, your, your vision should be your passion first. And with that, the money will come. Simp- simple. simple as that. Simple. Mic drop. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how do we find love for ourselves through each other? And just really the topic of finding self-love if you're in a partnership or whether you are alone and you're not in a partnership or whatever path or journey that you're on, learning to know that it's okay to love ourselves and to be with ourselves first before we like, you know, get into a partnership maybe. Right. Um, You know, definitely from, you know, the male perspective, over the years, you have such a construed way of looking at love, I feel, because society really makes you, you know, um, view it in such a way. And it's like, wow. Um, you know, you see it in movies, you see it in porn, you see it, you know, in, in all of these sources that are just really, like, viewable to everyone to see. And it, again, it, like, puts you in this false reality of, like, what love is. And, you know, growing up, like, for seeing that for so long that's how I envisioned I should treat a woman and I mean like oh my god um totally wrong you know like you 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 grow up you know learning these things these bad habits and um from peers and from other friends and ultimately like you know yourself you you're telling yourself that it's okay um but at the end of the day it's like through that and um finding love for somebody in a respectful way and understanding how to fully be there for them and how to love them. You know, you look back at who you were and you're just so grateful for who you are now. Yes. Finding, finding that love for yourself is ultimately the best way to love your partner. Um, because you know how to respect yourself and you would only want to reciprocate that to your partner in the best way you know, just understand yourself. And, you know, that should be relayed to your partner as well. They should have that own time and that own space to understand themselves so that they can relate that love to you in the best way that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, like, you know, through society and through growing up as a, as a, as a kid, you know, that viewpoint, that perspective was in a totally, I felt, um, you know, different, different way. You know, it was more in a, like we kind of said with like gender roles and like thinking that like the man's like so masculine, the women's so feminine and um, like thinking of um, just like treating women with disrespect, you know, not treating them with the right respect. Um, And again, that's something that through time, I'm so grateful to be able to say that I can look back at who I was and say now that I believe that I wholeheartedly give you the utmost respect and love that I can possibly give. And, um, and I can only do that to get better for you and to get better for us um, and to get, to get better for myself. So, you know, like we said again before, um, you know, things don't happen overnight and it takes time to grow and it takes time to learn how to, how to respect and to give someone that love. It comes from the heart and I appreciate you for those words and for sharing I think that you're absolutely right. You know, a lot of men or boys, their first sexual initiation is from porn. I mean, 
So it's like, think about that. Like your first experience is from that. So what else are we really supposed to think is right? A lot of what we learn about sex, about the anatomy, about the female anatomy is from porn. It's just what we, you know, we're kind of given. Yeah, you know, sexualized and seeing women, you know, put out on all these platforms in this sexualized way, mm -hmm. you know, obviously you're, you are a, you know, you're, you're put out into this world being so vulnerable and such a sponge to everything that you see. And you're like, okay, that's okay. Like if I'm obviously seeing it and like, it's happening, like, this is right. Like, this is right. Right. Like, I mean, if it's not, then like, why would it be out there? You know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow. Okay. Now I'm here and I'm understanding that like, okay, maybe those things were, or not maybe, but yeah, those things were very wrong and misconstrued and, you know, played to be a certain way, a false, a false tale, you know, mm -hmm. a, a false reality of how things should be. Yeah. And knowing that the porn industry is just like reality TV shows, you know, and it's right. just like, like that's, that, that's love. It's like, no. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's completely false. But as a, through a child, a young child's eyes through, you know, the soul of your young, pure self. How would you know the difference? You know, you know? you're a, it's, it takes experience. It takes, you know, lives of um, somebody educating you in the right way. And sent, in a lot of cases, our parents weren't educated in the right way. So it's up to us to educate ourselves. And now, you know, a lot of us are going through a lot of partnerships are going through this, um, this kind of peak point, I feel like we're, you know, divine masculine and feminine is both really rising. And, you know, men know that they can better respect and better love women when they give up that and when they let go of that addiction and that like false sense of reality of how it's supposed to be and how we're supposed to be. And I believe that women are on the flip side as well, you know, breaking that societal norm because, you know, men and women are both addicted to porn. It goes both ways, you know, it's right. not just men or it's just really important. I feel like this conversation is so important to have because it's not really talked about that much. And you know, when we um, just experienced, you know, going through it and really having those hard conversations that may be like uncomfortable at first, I feel um, we felt a bit alone, you know, and it wasn't until we started seeing like some other really inspiring men on Instagram, like speaking up and talking about it. And right. then Cole felt inspired to start talking. Yeah, about lots it. of um, other friends that artists, um, friends of mine that, um, decided to speak up about, you know, porn addiction and, and, um, and, and just like, wow, it, you know, it, it really takes you for a halt because, you know, you never would like think like, oh, like, to, like, that's, that's somebody else like that, like me too. Like, wait, what's going on? Like, this is crazy. Like he's speaking up, like I can speak up, like I can talk about this as well. Like I can, um, yeah, how much difference he put um, in my life and just trying to understand and respect um, myself and and ultimately the love that I have for Bella like you know you don't think about it because again you think of it as this like this normalcy kind of embedded into your life throughout time you know you, you go throughout school and you go throughout especially in high school and stuff like it was all driven like on sex like everything mm -hmm. was driven on sex and like it's just crazy to think that like we we as kids were so you know young in this mind state and not knowing how vulnerable we are and not knowing how you know how much or how much that can really add a difference to our lives mm -hmm. and change us mm -hmm. um 
because we're not taught consent. Exactly. We're not taught boundaries. We're not taught what is my boundary. So I feel it's kind of like a trial and error. We kind of have to go through. Yeah. We're like acting like adults, you know, and it's like, oh my God, to think that like we're acting like adults to such a vulnerable love, you know, like Mm -hmm. just to, um, to express yourself without really having that true love without even knowing yourself really and to like Mm -hmm. just to take advantage of things like that like Mm -hmm. it's just it's so sour but i have the you know the mental um strength and the mental will and i have the warrior within that can tell me that i don't need this and that i don't need to fall into the rat race into what the you know what society has groomed me to be i am not that i am not what they you know want to groom me to be I am myself and I have that willpower and ultimately have that love for myself. And now I see that, like now I'm able to truly understand what that love is for myself. I'm able to really appreciate that love for myself because before I didn't even know how to appreciate it. You know, you know, you, um, you take advantage of things and you, you know, you, um, you allow it to become, you know, a habitual thing. And then it doesn't have the same effect that it would if you were to actually take the time and the the moments to understand um, the power and the strength that love can truly provide. And really give our all to another being and not have the expectations or what things should look like or what they should be like. And I truly feel like in our partnership, just in the past, like two or three years, we've really break broken a lot of those um, barriers in kind of us both realizing me awakening to the fact that I don't have to be this way or look a certain way or look like the porn industry you know like I don't have to be that and as a woman that's that's a pressure like it feels like a pressure a societal pressure to be a certain way or to dress a certain way and look a certain way and perform a certain way because this is what we are taught so starting to really like peel back those layers and rip off the band-aids of like what we our child the child inside thought was right or was trying to experience and move through and figure out and grow through and have a lot of like forgiveness and just love for your inner child and um you know the things that may feel like mistakes or you know, the moments that, you know, you wish that you could change or like whatever the case may be, just like having love for like that curious child that was truly just like trying to figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. I mean, we sound like we had a a life book, you know, we could flip open the pages. I mean, like if anything, we had to ask and like sometimes that can be embarrassing. Mm -hmm. So, or it can be, you know, it can be um, a threat to the ego. You don't want to ask because you already know it. You already mm-hmm. got to figure it out. You're mm-hmm. a, you're you're an adult now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I'm a male. I'm a man. You know, um, and and that's my that's my duty. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my duty here on earth is to, you know, like people think, you know, just to reproduce or just to um, go out there and have that inconsiderate love um, and affection towards multiple people. Which mm-hmm. again, it's you know, it's all on your own in your own ways and your own pleasure. And if you do it with love and, you know, your partner is there to consent for it, then, you know, free will. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, if you don't have that control and understanding what is true love and expressing that it's like, it's like a freaking a loaded gun, you know, and you're just like, you could really hurt anybody. You can really hurt anybody. And that person could really be traumatized. And it's like to think that like you have had that effect 
on somebody. I mean, it, it will stay with you forever. And you, and like nobody would ever want that. I'd hope nobody ever would ever want that. And I would never want that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's all about, um, just peeling back those peeling layers back. and understanding and re like just relearning the, the, you know, starting at the root and relearning consent and exactly. our boundaries. And that's where self-love steps in. And that's why I'm such like a big, I'm very adamant about this. Um, but you know, with just like the practice of loving ourselves and knowing that like, we don't have to like watch porn or have like any external stimulation to be turned on like right. the spirit of turn on especially for females but it's also in males is within you know like it's the uh, the tapping into the senses the feeling the touching the being and I really feel like it's important that like we can better love each other and love our partners and tell our partners what we love if we have experienced that ourselves in our own safe space like private time in a very right. loving um you know in a very loving way and, yes. and it's not it doesn't have to be like anything that's like bad or behind like closed doors like it can be an open conversation right. and i think that's something that we've moved through in our partnership is just being open to talking about this thing yes and it's okay to masturbate <laughs> <laughs> it is not it is not a uh a thing that you have to think has to be negative you know i mean if you are habitually into masturbating or you are addicted then yes that could have a negative relation to it you could have that negative thought with that because of course yeah it's something that you would like to stop or that you would like to tame or understand um why you have gotten into what you have um and so through that, you know, you're re really able to give yourself a understanding, mm -hmm. you know, you're, mm -hmm. you're really able to um, push through that. feel really good about like this conversation that we shared. And there's so many practices um, that can stem off of this from semen retention and all right. of the things. And maybe we'll do another episode with um, a male figure who really inspires me on Instagram is Devin. Fredrickson and I've showed you his stuff um maybe we could get someone like him or like Paulina's boyfriend's in or some, someone cool. like that and right. really talk about the practices of semen retention and right. like how we can really mindfully um integrate those practices because right. that's something that we yeah. have been exploring as well and there's so many ancient practices for this type of thing to yep. just programming ourselves to see these acts of self-love as sacred and i feel when we can truly step into that concept of everything is sacred every practice every moment spent together is sacred we really start to step into being rather than doing yeah and whether you're in a partnership or you're alone right now or you have a family or wherever you're at in your journey i feel all of this can be applied to the self as well as to a partnership or exactly. to um a child you know like it all can be it's all relative it can be related to it all because we all have these energies inside of us and um yeah thank you so much babe for just being here and for showing up as my first male guest on the plant lady podcast i feel really good about saying that and um at first i really wanted this space to be um like something for females and right. to just like talk about those conversations but the more that 
I dive into it and I get into this work, I really see the the importance of having both and to having maybe some more male guests on here in the future to just really just spread awareness about reclaiming our bodies and our birthright. No, I, I very much appreciate you having me on and I totally agree. I think the duality is um, so important and I'm honestly very excited and interested to see who you bring on next. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. Thank you all so much for taking the time to tune in to these episodes. It truly means the world to me to have your support, your love, and your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a little review. And don't forget to head to the description part of this podcast to check out Cole's links, as well as the links to our proud partners, Isla Toys, where you can get some discount and some other goodies. I love you all, and I'll see you on the next episode.